Good evening and welcome to the Locked On Winnipeg Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and follow our podcast Twitter at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, if you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform of choice. Subscribing is free and keeps you up to date on the latest and greatest in Winnipeg Jets news, sports analysis, and more. On tonight's episode, we are continuing our mascot review of Bleacher Report's Top 25 Pro Sports Mascots. Over the past couple of episodes, we have done some mascot reviews, and this will be the last episode that we spent talking about mascots. I think you probably are looking for a little bit more new material. Rest assured, on the next episode, we are going to be talking about some of the top goal-scoring players in major sports around the world. But of course, business is first, and that includes mascot reviews. On yesterday's episode, we got through the list of 1 through 10 on the Bleacher Report Top 25, but the first 10 mascots were pretty decent. We're picking back up at spot number 11, and this is Ragnar the Viking from the Minnesota Vikings. And Ragnar is a strange one because he's not really a typical mascot. In fact, Ragnar's not really a mascot at all. It's just a dude who dresses up in what looks to be Viking garb, or at least fake Viking garb, and kind of rides around on motorcycles and stuff. Considering the fact that he looks like a, uh, a bit of a Viking biker, I guess this one gets like a solid 4.5 out of 10, but because it's not an actual costume mascot, I don't really care for it that much. The good news is you can actually see Ragnar's real face, so if you don't really like mascots that have those creepy dead eyes that don't really move or anything, well, congrats. Ragnar is probably more up your alley than any of the other mascots on the list because, well, it's an actual person and you can see the person. That said, for not really being a mascot, I'm still giving it a four and a half out of ten. Wish it was an actual mascot because it'd be slightly more interesting, but Ragnar, apologies, not this time. Up next on the list, we have an actual mascot. At 12th overall, we have Pirate Parrot from the Pittsburgh Pirates, and I don't really care about Pittsburgh sports in general. You know, as a Baltimore native, Pittsburgh is essentially the most hated rival, but Generally speaking, I actually like Pittsburgh, the city itself. Pretty nice folks up there and uh, pretty decent sports teams. But the mascot, you know, it's it's just kind of like, eh. I mean, it's a parrot, right? And it's, I guess, pirate themed, but it kind of looks, again, like something you'd find on Sesame Street. Apparently, they got rid of the original mascot, Captain Jolly, which I, I don't really know why you would do that. But, you know, it, I guess Captain Jolly scared kids and, and was a little bit frightening because he is a pirate and obviously cartoony pirates can be terrifying or something i guess i don't know i feel like captain jolly at least was a little bit more thematically appropriate pirate parrot is just sort of okay i'll give this one like a five and a half out of ten decent but not not spectacular another bird i feel like pittsburgh's mascots are all in some capacity bird related and yeah sure they do have like the pittsburgh penguins so i understand iceberg right but like pirate parrot is just sort of mediocre in my opinion at 13th overall from the phoenix suns we have the suns gorilla and this gorilla actually looks like a real gorilla uh, uh, I mean, it, well, I guess a humanoid gorilla at least. It definitely stands out in the sense that most mascots are not particularly realistic, but this one is. And apparently this chimp is known for doing a lot of crazy stunts. Uh, apparently they talked about one doing like some sort of an acrobatic dunk through fire, which is pretty crazy. I would think like fire rings and stuff are definitely pretty dramatic and, and certainly more interesting than your average mascot stunts. So Sun's Gorilla gets like a solid six and a half out of ten. I don't think that it's particularly stand out in the sense of the costume itself, but all of the stuff that the Sun's Gorilla does, sure. While the Sun's Gorilla is no longer active because apparently it kicked a heat fan out of the stadium and that was the end of that mascot, it did get inducted into the Mascot Hall of Fame in 2005. May the memory of the Sun's Gorilla live on. Back into the world of the MLB, at 14th overall, we have Big Red from the St. Louis Cardinals. And I feel like, you know, it's it's called 
I think Fredbird or something is the name. It's a solid alright mascot. I mean, it's thematically appropriate. It's cardinal. It's cartoony. It's got all of the hallmarks of your usual animal-themed mascot. I just don't know if it's really all that interesting. I mean, it's okay. Apparently, like, the mascot has something of a personality, likes to interact with fans. But to be honest, that kind of stuff ends up being a feature more than it is a bug. So I don't really know if this is one of those mascots that I really feel deserves much higher than, like, a 6.5 out of 10. The costume itself ain't too shabby, though, I will say that. It does have a, uh, a bit of a more distinctive bird look to it. It's certainly more interesting than the pirate parrot. And I feel like they did a pretty decent job with it. A little bit above average, you know, pretty decent. Apparently the mascot is mostly known for what they call beaking, where the uh, the mascot puts its beak around somebody's head for a photo op or something like that. Under present conditions, I'm not really sure you can get away with that kind of stuff these days. But hey, I, I guess it was an interesting little selfie opportunity back then, and maybe they'll do it one day again. Before we start getting into the latter half of the list, we've also got Benny the Bull at 15th overall. And Benny is actually pretty interesting. This guy uh, hails from the Chicago Bulls and is actually one of the earlier sideline running mascots to join the league. Benny is legit famous enough to the point where I've actually seen him on, on like a lot of different and uh, NBA promo materials, NBA 2K video game footage. I've seen actual video of Benny doing some crazy dunks and stuff. I think he's appeared at the All-Star game before. When I think of like iconic mascots, Benny is actually up there. I, I think that as far as mascots go, this is one of the best in all of sports. I actually feel like it should be a top 10 mascot, even though it's not. At least according to Bleacher Report, I would put this up in the top 5. I think he's that good. But, but you know, for 15th overall, not a bad ranking. I will say that Benny is probably the most interesting mascot I've come across on this list so far. But, of course, we've still got 10 more picks to go, and maybe one of them is going to exceed my expectations and surprise me. I think one of the biggest things that tends to define all of the mascots is their fan interactions. I think that's one of the most important things, and it's actually a very difficult skill for a lot of the people who play these mascots, because you have to be good around people, you have to know how to interact with them in a weird format where you're not really talking to them, but you're sort of messing around with them, right? You're interacting with fans, you're posing with them, you're maybe kind of pranking them a little bit, you have some scripts that you have to follow throughout the game, and then you have some of the more acrobatic stunts and things. So, you know, regardless of what actual ratings I give the mascots themselves, the actors should always get all of the credit. I mean, of course, the ones that don't do any criminal things to some of their, you know, guests and visitors. But aside from that, I feel like, for the most part, a lot of these mascots are fantastic, especially in the sense of a lot of them being incredibly athletic, a lot of them having incredible people skills, and it can be a bit of a thankless job, you know? I mean, they, they have to go out every day, interact with fans, and do a lot of different promotional events, maybe do some photo shoots, show up to games with a lot of energy and pep while they do their performances. I mean, they're a whole part of the in-stadium experience, so I feel like mascots really should be given a little bit more appreciation and recognition for just how hard their job is. I mean, it, it is pretty tough, and I can imagine, you know, when they recently said that Gunner Source of the Arsenal team got fired after serving in that role for many, many years. It was one particular person who did it. You know, obviously, I don't think that that sits well with a lot of fans, and it certainly didn't reflect well on the club that just spent millions on a new player. I would imagine that a lot of the people who play the mascots genuinely have a passion for the team because it takes a special kind of a person to get into one of those hot and sweaty outfits and do what they do. Up next, we will continue our review of the Bleacher Report list of all of the mascots that these people wear. But before then, I wanted to tell you a little bit about the relaunch of Built Bar. For those of you who are locked on longtime fans, you know that I personally very much enjoy Built Bar. And if you've never had one, it's the only protein bar that's more like a candy bar with a dark chocolate exterior and a soft, chewy inside. Of their 
their 12 original flavors if you've never tried one, I recommend starting with the raspberry and mint chocolate. But if you can't decide, don't hesitate to try the variety box which gives you the best of both worlds. Like any great company though, Built isn't content to rest on its laurels. They've developed an even better version of the Built Bar, adding 6 new flavors to the pile, including caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. These flavors are all delicious, but best of all, they're good for you too. Built Bars clock in at around 200 calories or less, 5 grams of net carbs, and between 15 to 19 grams of protein. They're low calorie, low sugar, high in protein, and high in fiber, so they're perfect for keto diets as well as weight loss and weight maintenance programs. You won't find a better tasting protein bar with as little guilt as Built Bar offers. Getting started with Built Bar is super easy. Just go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, be sure to use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Welcome back to this mascot reviewing session of the Locked on Winnipeg Jets podcast. Over the past couple of episodes, we've taken a look at a lot of different mascots, and right now we're finishing up our review of Bleacher Report's Top 25 Pro Mascot Power Rankings. We're currently at spot number 16 from the Cincinnati Reds, and this is Mr. Redlegs. Honestly, Mr. Red is kind of terrifying in so many ways. He is a living baseball, kind of like Mr. Met, but... He's got really creepy eyes this time. The eyes just look like someone who's completely lost their mind, and he's also got a huge mustache, so it looks more like somebody's weird barber pole version of a a baseball mascot. The eyes are just a little too big, the expression a little bit too gaping, and there's just something deeply wrong with this mascot that I can't quite place. Because it's both so creepy and so detailed, I feel like I have to give this one an 8 out of 10. They somehow made like one of the scariest mascots I've seen ever, and it actually looks pretty cool. You put Mr. Redlegs in like a Halloween slasher film and I feel like it'd be a smash hit. This dude looks like he would kill you with a baseball bat. I can see why it's not top 10, but honestly, this is like a top 10 distinctive mascot. It's definitely way more interesting than Mr. Met, and certainly one you don't want to meet in a back alley. Coming in at 17th overall, of course, is Iceberg from the Pittsburgh Penguins, and we've talked about Iceberg before. It's just a penguin with a huge beak. I don't really know if I actually like Iceberg that much. The costume itself is a little bit unusual. I mean, it it does look like a penguin, but there's something a little bit wrong with the proportions, especially on the beak and the eyes. I forget what score I gave Iceberg earlier, but if it was like a 6 or a 6.5 out of 10, I'll stand by that one. I'm sure that the costume is very hot and it's difficult to move around, but the costume itself just isn't that interesting. The mascot ranked below Iceberg at 18th overall is actually, in my opinion, a lot more interesting and also a little bit more terrifying. And this is Grizz of the Memphis Grizzlies. To be honest, this mascot basically looks like a cross between Chewbacca and a Grey Wolf. Whether or not that's really your cup of tea is entirely dependent on whether or not you like Chewbacca or Wolves. The photo they included of him is actually hysterical. He's kind of chilling, sitting on a ball, just sort of lounging around. And all I can remember is that one Titanic scene where they say, paint me like one of your French girls, except in this case, paint me like one of your Memphis Grizzlies mascots. I'll give Grizz like a solid 7.5 out of 10. He does look a little bit frightening, like one of those uh, werewolves from, you know, classic Halloween horror movies, although this one wears a basketball outfit, so I don't know if he can really be that afraid of it. Considering the rest of the mascots on the list, though, I have to say that this one is a nice change of pace, and it actually has a more distinctive face. Despite the overabundance of fur, it constantly looks bemused. At 19th overall, we have another NBA mascot, and this is Hugo of the Charlotte Hornets, and Hugo is like a cartoon blue hornet thing. I don't really know what exactly is going on with him. He looks a little bit, uh, well, frankly, not like a hornet. Honestly, if you told me that it wasn't 
a hornet, I also believe you because I don't really know what it is. It just looks like a generic flying insect of some sort. Hugo doesn't really stand out in the sense that I've seen a lot of bug-like or alien-looking mascots that have very similar traits and features, so Hugo's going to get like a 6.5 out of 10 from me. It just doesn't stick out enough to really be all that memorable. At 20th overall is another one that we've already covered from the NHL scene, and this is Nordy of the Minnesota Wild. And Nordy is, you know, okay, just like an ambiguous furry monster-looking thing. I always find it really funny that they tried to say, like, it's the spirit of, of the North or something like that. I don't really know what that even means, but I don't know. Supposedly, it's like a hybrid animal of all of these different parts of Minnesotan geography and culture, so I suppose that's the closest thing to an explanation we're going to get, so we're just going to have to roll with it. I don't remember what I gave Nordy, but I think I gave him like around a six or so, because again, it's another average mascot, even though it is supposed to have like a really cool backstory, the mascot itself just isn't distinctive. It kind of looks like a Care Bear gone wrong, and by wrong I don't mean hockey, but well actually, if it is a hockey fan, yes, that probably is the wrong way to go. Liking hockey is pain, let me tell you. But as far as Nordy is concerned, I don't know, it just doesn't really do enough for me. You know, for all of Yuppie's faults, at least I actually know what Yuppie is and can recognize the fact that it is, in fact, a very frightening orange man-beast thing. At 21 overall, speaking of scary man-beast thing, we've got Steely McBeam of the Pittsburgh Steelers, and Steely is just... I... yeah, um... It's something. I mean, it's not really like an animal. It's like a guy with like a really huge chin and, well, absolutely ripped arms or something, I guess. I don't really know what it is. But Steely apparently walks around with a giant fake steel beam, so I guess that counts as like a more interesting mascot than some of the others. It's like uh, a little bit cringe and also kind of endearing in a way that I don't really know how to describe. Uh, Obviously, I hate the Steelers with a burning passion, so... I don't really care for this mascot in particular, but because it's a little bit different and a bit off-kilter, I'll give it like a solid 6.5 out of 10. It's kind of neither here nor there for me, but it's certainly more creative than Iceberg. I mean, Iceberg is just a weird-looking penguin that maybe needs a bit of an update. Although, you know, Iceberg has actually been a villain in a movie, and, and Steely McBeam looks like he could have been a villain in a film, but he didn't get that role, so obviously Iceberg is... I guess by default, a lot cooler. In just a moment, we'll be back with a different city that is a natural rival to the Steelers, and these guys are a little bit scary as far as mascots are concerned, especially because there's a whole gaggle of them. Welcome back to the Locked On Winnipeg Jets podcast. We are closing out our review of Bleacher Report's top 25 pro sports mascot power rankings. And at 22nd overall, we have the presidents from the Nationals of D.C. The presidents are always kind of funny and a little bit creepy, but mostly funny because they always like beat each other up and do races around the park and all this weird stuff. Their proportions are very scary in the sense that they have massive heads and really tall, thin bodies, and they always like to kind of clunk around. I feel like a lot of the stuff of them falling over could easily be construed as actually them just falling over because I don't know how you run in those suits. They're definitely a, uh, a bit of a sideshow attraction and certainly a nice little piece of personality for a, a baseball team that, to be honest, I'm not really fond of. I'm an Orioles fan, so anyone down south of Baltimore for me is basically dead to me as far as baseball is concerned. But I will give the Washington presidents a little bit of a uh, credit. I feel like it's actually a pretty interesting mascot and definitely a nice little tie into the city. So I'll give them like a solid 8 out of 10. Up next, at 23rd overall, we have Rocky from the Denver Nuggets. And Rocky has to be like the most impossibly jacked mascot that I've ever seen. 
This thing is just like juiced beyond belief. I would have thought that it's basically on steroids. There is no way like a big cat has this much raw muscle packed in its upper body. I mean, it's a little frightening, actually. Rocky is uh, a little bit scary in so many respects, and apparently he's also paid a ton of money, too. I, I heard rumors that he's paid, you know, a little bit over half a mil a season, which is kind of nuts to me. I appreciate a well-paid mascot, but maybe that's a little bit ridiculous considering the uh, ownership also owns the Arsenal team that just fired Gunnar Soros, who had been a long-serving member, so yeah, Rocky is something else, man. On the sheer novelty of his muscle mass and the whole mythos around him, I'm going to give him like a solid 7.5 out of 10, even though the mascot uniform itself is a little bit odd. It has like a weird textural lumpiness that just doesn't quite look 100% normal. I don't know what's up with it, but it's kind of bothering me. At 24th overall, we have another returning NHL guest, and this is Bailey from the LA Kings. We've already talked about Bailey being a, uh, a lion mascot, and you know, Bailey is solid. I think I gave Bailey like a 6 to a 6.5 out of 10. He also likes to ride in on, you know, obviously a uh, an ATV onto the ice, which apparently is like standard for mascots. I didn't realize it was this widespread, but apparently it's just like a thing. Maybe I should join the mascot biz and get my own ATV, because it sounds like it's a real heck of a fun time. The last one on this list at 25th overall is Raymond of the Tampa Bay Rays, which is ironic that we're talking about the, the Rays right now, since they're actually in the World Series, and as we speak, they just tied a game 6-6 in Game 4 against the Los Angeles Dodgers. As far as Raymond himself is concerned, you know, it's a uh, interesting looking mascot. I don't really know 100% what it's supposed to be. It's very furry. It's got what looks to be multiple colored tufts of hair, and I can't really tell if it's like a pattern or what exactly is going on with this thing. Because it's going to haunt my nightmares in some capacity, now or later, I'm going to have to give Raymond a solid 7 out of 10. It's very distinctive, even though I can't really tell what it is, and I feel like the multicolored tufts of hair give it a little bit more personality. Apparently, Raymond also likes to mess with fans, so cheers for yet another mascot with actual crowd interactions and a fan-winning personality. Now, in, in total, I think we've seen a number of interesting mascots. I have to say that the highlights in terms of interesting mascots for me has been Mr. Redlegs, Raymond, the presidents from the Nats, Grizz, Benny the Bull, and yeah, I would say that those were probably the most distinctive and most interesting ones that I found. I don't know about the rest of the mascots really being anything all that special. It's not like the NHL has had amazing mascots either. I think, like, the NHL has had a couple of decent ones, but, you know, only a few made this list, and for the most part, I feel like the ones that did make this list were fair enough choices. UP is probably a little bit too highly ranked. I feel like Mr. Redlegs would have been a much better choice at, like, third or fourth overall. I also feel like had this article been done in current times, you know, Gritty would have topped the list easily, certainly over the Philadelphia Fanatic. I think Gritty has become ubiquitous with sports mascots. He certainly is a huge reference point for anyone interested in Philadelphia sports. And Gritty just seems to have become this larger-than-life cult character. And I feel like for a mascot, and especially like brand representation abroad and in the media, that's really important. I think Gritty going viral made it a much more influential figure in marketing the NHL to a broader audience than what the NHL has generally done with a lot of their advertising campaigns. I have a lot of friends who don't even follow pro sports and they knew about Gritty and thought he was like the best thing since sliced bread. So obviously Gritty hit upon a winning formula and something that's a little bit more than just your average sports mascot. Gritty became like a common part of the daily lexicon for most people. And as far as I know, still kind of is. I mean, there are plenty of Gritty memes out there, and even a lot of my friends still use Gritty memes, so he's definitely not fallen out of the daily conversation. More than anything, I think that that's something that's really important for a mascot to get right, is to become like a standard bearer of your sports franchise. And Gritty has done that to a degree I don't know that any other mascot's been able to achieve. Benny the Bull might be one of the only others that 
really comes close. With that, we are going to conclude our mascot reviews. Uh, on our next episode, I did want to kind of go into some fun, you know, who is the best goal scorer kinds of questions. You know, you look at different sports in, in football, in ice hockey, and some other different sports. There are lots of people who can put up a lot of points, but who are the most interesting and entertaining to watch? I'll be talking about my personal picks, and then I'll probably have some colleagues from other podcasts to come on and talk about their favorite goal scorers as well. So stay tuned. Maybe we'll have some really fun guests on and even bring in some prospect experts who have seen players that maybe you and I aren't watching yet, but will soon. Thanks so much for listening. Before you log off, be sure to check out the Locked On National podcast hosted by Sarah Avampado. As always, have a great night and go Jets go.